You're listening to The Hungry Soul with Rachel Foy, covering all topics from spirituality, mindset work, beliefs, relationships, food, body image, business, money, self-expression, and more, helping you become a soul-fed woman. Hi, gorgeous, and welcome to episode 72 of The Hungry Soul. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be tuning in, wherever you happen to be in the world, I'm hoping that you are okay and that you're having a good one so far. Right then, we're going to try something new on the podcast. So I've been having a little think about how can I engage all of my communities across social media so that we're all conversing together because there's some of you that are over on Facebook, some of you are on Instagram, some of you find me through my website, some of you are here on the podcast. So this is what we're going to try. We're going to see how it goes and I would obviously appreciate your feedback. So every single week now over in my private Facebook group which is called the Soul Fed Woman The Movement which is free to join, go and have a little search for it. I'm going to be doing a mini workshop over there every single week. Now, that workshop is going to be a topic which I know will be of interest to you. So it's going to be around food and body image and kind of the psychology of eating. It's going to be around mindset. It's going to be around spirituality, things that are really important and relevant for us awakening our truth. So loads of really cool stuff. Now, once that episode has gone live in the group, I'm going to keep it there for about a week and then we're going to take it down. We're going to take the audio off it and we're going to upload it here onto the Hungry Soul podcast. So this is quite exciting because this is the first one that I did not too long ago. And this is a topic which I know if you're listening, it probably is something that maybe you're fighting with at the moment and it's all around food obsession. So this particular conversation that we had over in the Facebook group a few um, about a week ago now was what's the number one way that we can actually stop food obsession? It got quite deep because this is not superficial stuff. Like this is not surface layer work that we do here in the Soul Fed Woman. This is like deep stuff. This is transformation. This is like permanent change. So I'm really intrigued to see what you think about this and to see how much you, I suppose, get out of the conversation that you're about to listen to because I know that the feedback from the group was, I had some people say, mind blown. There were some people going, oh my God, makes so much sense. Um, Just general kind of light bulb moments, which is the whole point of why I have these conversations with you because I want you to start thinking outside the box a little bit. So without further ado, I'm going to pass you over to that mini workshop in a second, but you're going to hear me towards the end talking about the 21 day food freedom reboot, which if you're listening to this before December the 1st, we're actually restarting it on December 1st for the kind of 21 days after that. Um, This is a 21 day live challenge I guess so every single day you get something from me to be doing or practicing or delving into so it's all about helping you do the work to find your freedom. Um, This will be the third time that I have run this and the feedback so far have been incredible like I know the power of this stuff and when women actually start to come back and say things like I've never felt so free I've never felt so calm. I've never trusted myself as much. I've never felt more comfortable with myself than ever before. I've had women who have said that they got more out of the 21 day food freedom reboot than what they had done for months and months of counseling in the past. Now, this is something that I'm super passionate about because I know how powerful it can be. So 
if you're listening before December the 1st, then you're going to hear me talking about this at the end of the episode, but you can check the details out over at soulfedwoman.com forward slash find, no it's not, it's soulfedwoman.com forward slash food freedom reboot. Oh, far too many websites to remember soulfedwoman.com forward slash food freedom reboot and I do mention it towards the end as well. Right then gorgeous, um, pay attention to this because as I said we kind of get deep and we start to strip back some of these layers as to do to do with food obsession and why we actually have it in the first place. I'd love to ha- hear your feedback so drop a comment if you're listening to this on SoundCloud. If you are streaming this on iTunes I would really love some kind of yep feedback, give me some kind of review, let me know if this is resonating with you because the more that I know that this is helping um, and the more information that you give me the more that I can make sure that I'm providing you with the conversations that that you're actually needing to awaken your truth to become a soul-fed woman and to actually overcome this body and food obsession that I know so many of you are fighting with right now. Right then, here it is. Enjoy. Right then, we're good to go. Hi everyone, it's Rachel here. Good evening. We have got a very interesting conversation tonight and I'm going to be really honest, this might be quite an uncomfortable conversation because I'm going to be talking about how we can actually stop food obsession and I want to share with you what I perceive as being the number one way because there's a very good chance that you're here right now watching, listening to this because you identify as being a woman who struggles with food, fights food, fights your body and food obsession is part of that conversation. So if you binge eat, overeat, if you are an emotional eater, if you are an emotional overeater, if you find yourself just feeling that you're dominated by food like way too much, then this is what the conversation is all about right now. And as I've said, full kind of disclosure, this is likely to be something that might push your buttons, that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, that might challenge you, that might push you slightly out of your comfort zone. And anything that I'm going to share with you is coming from a place of nothing but pure love and my desire to make sure that you become one of those women that in the very kind of near future is able to go, well, I don't do that anymore. Like binging and overeating and emotional eating and food obsession is not something that I do. I used to, but I don't anymore, which is what my story is. So let's, um, let's kind of start with the real basics. So when we talk about food obsession, And for any of you that have been in my kind of space, my community for any amount of time, you'll hear me say that labels are not important and they're not. But sometimes we do need to use them in order to explain something. So food obsession is, as the name suggests, it's when you are so fixated and so obsessed about food and not in a comfortable way. Like this isn't about you sort of being a foodie whereby you get like loads of pleasure and it's calmness and there's peace and there's just pure satisfaction from food. I'm talking about the opposite, whereby your fixation and your obsession and those kind of um, almost like chewing gum thoughts, like they don't disappear like compulsive thoughts around food. They're not like they, they create anxiety and overwhelm and often fear and um, discomfort and worry and concern and all the stuff which you know what that feels like because that's why you're here and that's something that I can definitely remember having experienced as well. So food obsession in that capacity is arguably something that's not serving you, is it? Like it's not, it's not helping you live your life, it's not 
making you feel very good. It's not making you feel very peaceful. Certainly isn't helping you feel relaxed and sort of connected to the life that you're living. It's likely going to be taking over. So way too much time, way too much attention, way too much energy. And actually it's pulling you out of your life in many ways because you're constantly in that cycle of food obsession. So that's what we're talking about. So if that's something that you resonate with and you're like, yeah, that's what I do as well. Okay, you're in the right place, which is good to know. So why do we first of all have food obsession? Because in order to know how you can stop something, it can be really powerful, well not can be, it is really powerful to have an understanding of, well, why do I do this? Like, why am I so fixated on food? Why am I so obsessed about what I'm eating? Why am I so all consumed in these thoughts of like, you know, having eaten or not having eaten or what I should eat? Why does my days revolve around food? Like, why am I doing this? So we're gonna kind of backtrack a little bit in terms of the, I suppose, the sequence of events in order to really get to the reason and the root cause as to why we have food obsession, because that is actually how we're going to start overcoming it. So anybody that resonates with having food obsession, without question, they are likely going to be a woman or a man, but kind of speaking to you guys right now, to you women or people that identify as being women, weight obsession, like food obsession and weight obsession go hand in hand. There are very few women that ever will say that they are food obsessed and they're not concerned about their weight. So in the 10 years or so that I've been doing this, I have never once spoken to a woman who says to me or kind of in conversation that she is food obsessed, that food dominates her thoughts, that she has like fear and worry and all that stuff around food. And she has got no issue with her body. Like she feels body confident, she accepts herself, she likes herself. Those two things are never going to happen because one is actually feeding the other, sort of pun intended. So food obsession, if we kind of backtrack slightly, food obsession is stemming from weight obsession. So I want you to have a think about your situation right now. So in terms of where you are at the moment with food and also with how you feel about your body. So are you somebody who is feeling insecure about their bodies? Are you somebody who feels that you need to lose weight, that you want to lose weight, that you have a desire to lose weight? Are you an active dieter? Are you a chronic dieter? Are you a yo-yo dieter? Have you had any experience with dieting, whether it be mainstream conventional dieting like Weight Watchers Slimming World, or whether it be something that you've downloaded off the internet, or it's something that a friend shared with you, but that kind of world of restrict your food in this way, and the result will be that you will lose weight. Have you ever done that? If you have, which I already know you have, because this is why the conversation is, is happening right now, this is something that I need to just make you aware of. See, going back to my story very quickly, when I was living in that place of being completely food obsessed, so extreme behavior around food, being ridiculously restrictive one minute, and then binging on the, the kind of... Um, yeah, binging on anything the next, that behavior was fueled by the fact that I desired to lose weight. Like I had a number in my head, I had a goal in mind, I had a vision in my head, I wanted to be slimmer, I wanted to be smaller, I wanted to take up less space. So the fact that I was there in this diet culture, diet mentality was the reason why food became such an issue for me. Because again, any of you that have been on diets, whether you do that now or whether you might have done that now, when we are in that place with food, diet culture 
starts to moralize food. You know, there isn't a single diet plan out there that doesn't kind of do this moralization of food. It's like, this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong, this is allowed, this is not allowed, this is clean, this is not clean, this is paleo-friendly, this is not paleo-friendly. We start to categorize food. And again, all of you that are listening who have had that experience, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We start to put these invisible labels on food. Now, as soon as we have invisible labels on food, it's so much easier for us to then start to become more fixated and concerned and worried and conscious and ultimately obsessed about what we're eating because we've moralized food. It's like, I shouldn't have that. I'm such a bad person. I shouldn't have that. I'm not allowed to. I can't have that. It's got too many calories. It's got too much fat. It's got too um, too much sugar. It's got too many carbs. Whenever we have food obsession, it's partly because we are doing this compartmentalizing of food okay we're categorizing it in our head so we're kind of backtracking so the food obsession going back a step comes from weight obsession because when we're concerned about our weight and we want to be slimmer or thinner this is coming from diet culture diet behavior diet mentality okay you with me so far so this then starts to produce the food obsession let's go back one step further so before the weight obsession, weight obsession is fueled by something which I'm not going to speak too much about now on this kind of this episode, just because it in itself is a massive topic. But weight obsession is fueled by fat phobia. Like we live in a culture whereby it is fat phobic. Like there is so much association to body image. And we, we as kind of women in particular, we are often sort of exposed to this subliminal messaging and sometimes not subliminal, like it's very much in your face, that it's better to be thinner than it is to be fat. And there are so many messages that are kind of, you know, reinforcing this belief. Society reinforces this belief with like, you know, mannequins and clothes sizes. Body diversity isn't often something that we notice in terms of like actresses on TV, in terms of people that become famous, like celebrities. These kind of body types in terms of body diversity are very much lacking in our culture. So going that one step further, weight obsession comes from the fat phobic culture that we live in, which again, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I need you to just know about that, like to just be aware of it. You know, any of you that are in that place of food obsession, you're trying to control your weight because you want to be slimmer. That is coming from this belief that it's not okay to be the size that you are. And that's being reinforced from the fact that we are in a fat phobic world or certainly culture sort of in the Western, Western, Western world. So if we have this fear about gaining weight or we have this fear about being perceived as being fat or we have this fear of actually being fat, this is why we then go onto the diets because we want to slim down. And when we go on the diets, we start to categorize food. And as soon as we do that, it's kind of just a matter of time before those foods end up becoming our obsession because now we can't have this one and we can't eat this one. This one's now on a pedestal, which we can only have after we've been to the gym or we can't have that unless we've been really good that week or if we do have that, we've somehow failed and it starts to become this moral conversation in our head, which is not a good place to be. And if any of you have ever experienced that, you will know that when you start fighting with yourself, it's game over because that will start to fuel the guilt, the shame, the um, kind of the overwhelm, the fear, the discomfort, it can often start to fuel that nasty inner mean bitch whereby it's, you know, critical, judgmental, not very nice self-talk, which I remember having done to myself for way too many years. 
and it's just not a good place to be okay so so that's kind of where we're up to at the moment so food obsession backtracking one step is to do with weight obsession stepping one step further is to do with the fat phobic world that we live in now there's kind of there's, there's quite a lot of topics that I could sort of pull from that in terms of how are we going to go with this conversation now? Like how can we navigate this arguably this really big and complex and deep and social stigma and social epidemic whereby we as women believe that we should be thinner? And I'll probably do an episode just on that topic because it's it's fascinating and it's infuriating and it's it makes me quite angry sometimes that people can just not see it like we don't know what we don't know but once you kind of see this for what it is you can't not you can't not unsee it again so fat phobic culture lack of body diversity all that kind of stuff it plays a massive role in your desire to slim down why you think you need to slim down and therefore where the food obsession comes from in the first place okay so in terms of what can we do about this, I'm just sort of giving the very general overview as to why maybe you've got to where you are right now. And I know that everyone listening is very unique and very different and you're all walking your own path. And maybe some of you have had different experiences as to why you are where you are. But arguably that stuff is there for all of you. So the fat phobic stuff, the fear of weight gain, the fear of being bigger, the fear of putting weight on. Um, and that comes from stuff that we've just mentioned and then we've got the weight obsession which is all tied into body insecurity which then creates this desire to slim down and we all do that through dieting and dieting is then that catalyst and that trigger and that um I suppose that driver really that facilitator for the perfect environment to be created for food obsession and it's quite interesting whenever I speak to someone about this and they'll quite often make that realization of the more that they have dieted, the more food obsessed that they've become. If you recognize that for yourself, that is a massive kind of warning sim signal for you to go, oh, hang on a second. I don't think I've realized that before. The more that you diet, the more food obsessed you become, because this is why you are where you are right now. So I hope that makes sense. Now, in terms of what's the number one way to stop it? And I suppose I could talk about so many different ways. So I just want to share with you one of the things that I have definitely seen numerous times with the women that I've worked with. And, you know, we could argue that it starts at any point of what we've just been talking about. So is it that we start to take the labels off food? Because if the labels are not on the food, whereby food is not good, bad, right or wrong, so we we in effect demoralize it, it just becomes neutral, right? We start working towards food neutrality. Does that actually stop and eliminate food obsession? Well, arguably, yes, it does, because we're kind of catching it at the end, aren't we? Now, that would arguably stop food obsession. However, if we remember that little sort of cycle that I was talking about, if weight obsession is still part of that conversation for that individual, food obsession will not completely disappear. Because you can take all the labels off and you can start to step away from dieting and you can start to step out of diet culture. But if that weight obsession is still very much active within sort of the energy or the psyche of that individual, as in they still have that fear of weight gain or they still have that desire to be thinner or they still have so many beliefs that are tied up in, well, I think I would be happier if I was thinner or this would happen if I was thinner 
no matter how much they de they delabel food, how much they decategorize food, how many Weight Watchers memberships they rip up, how many diet books they throw away, if that is still part of their belief system, they're going to be very much one foot in and one foot out. And that's why whenever I work with my clients, um, whether that be like one-to-one -one or in some of the programs that we do, there is very much this parallel conversation running. It's like, yes, we talk about food and we start to work on the food stuff, but we also work on body image and we also start to, to dismantle all these systems and these kind of subliminal messages as to why we think we need to be slimmer. Because we can work on food stuff all day long, but if that desire to be thin is still gonna be there for that woman, then she might not have food obsession as much, but she's never gonna be completely free because there'll always be a part of her going, oh, I shouldn't really have that, even though it's not bad, even though it's not wrong, even though I'm allowed to, even though I've decategorized it, even though I'm giving myself full permission, I shouldn't probably have had that second biscuit. So it's gonna slow down the journey. It's gonna make it more challenging. It's gonna make it more difficult. So this is why I don't think that the taking the food labels away is actually the number one way to stop food obsession. It's definitely a massive part of it. And for any of you listening that haven't started doing that yet, then definitely start there because it's some of the easier work to do. It's very easy to start taking labels off food, even though it can be challenging as well. It's one of the easier aspects of this work. So you're starting at the very sort of surface layer. Now, if we go one step back to do with the weight obsession, is that where we stop food obsession? Like if we get to that place of really understanding that we don't need to be thinner, that we don't need to lose weight, we start dismantling some of those beliefs that we have as to why we think we will be happier, more content, more accepted, more lovable, more successful, more worthy, more deserving if we were thinner. Is that where we stop food obsession? Because again, that's something that quite often comes up for women. When they start to be really honest with themselves, that Emma's saying about, I would like to be thinner. What is the reason why we believe that we want to be thinner? And quite often when we get really, really honest, which can often be quite uncomfortable because we have to start acknowledging some of this stuff for ourselves, we often make that association with, well, slimness equals happiness or slimness equals finding my soulmate or slimness equals success or slimness equals being more accepted or slimness equals more confidence. And for some women, they can have pages and pages of these beliefs as to why they think they want to be thinner. Um, health often gets thrown into the conversation. I'm going to do a specific episode on health very soon because it's a massive topic and it's one that I'm super passionate about helping women dismantle because health and weight are not as clear cut as what we're led to believe by the medical profession. Um, so I'm going to save that for later. But often that can also be a reason that women say, oh, but I want to be thinner because it's going to improve my health. So is that where we stop food obsession? Do we start to reframe and, and fully acknowledge and understand that some of those beliefs that we have as to why we want to lose weight are actually not really founded in truth? And it's more to do with our own insecurities or it's more to do with our stories or it's more to do with our beliefs or it's more to do with our experiences. You know, if you had an experience when you were, say, 12 or 13 of someone calling you um, a really horrible name, um, to do with your body or you were to, you were made to feel really uncomfortable in your body or I've had women that have had kind of very uncomfortable experiences because of their body it's understandable why that particular woman 
would have this belief that her body's to blame and it's not likable and therefore she wants to change it. So if we were to help that woman heal that stuff and change that inner dialogue and change that story, would that then stop the food obsession for her? Because you kind of argue that if that's something that she can work on and shift and change, therefore that desire to lose weight is not supported anymore, therefore that weight obsession doesn't become a thing, therefore she has no desire to diet, therefore the food obsession wouldn't happen. So yes, potentially, it could be to do with that aspect. Now, is that the number one way that we can stop food obsession? Potentially. However, I'm going to go one step further back. And this is where for a lot of you, you're going to go, hmm, not sure. Or maybe it will make you, I don't know, maybe you might get annoyed or a bit upset or a bit angry or a bit pissed off with me. I've no idea. But when I sat down to think about what I wanted to share with you today, this was the message that came through. Because this is arguably one of the things that is present in every single woman that I've ever spoken to. It's present in every single woman that I've ever mentored or coached. It's present in every single woman that's ever gone through any of my programs. And it starts with this foundational thing. It's a belief. It's a story that if we actually pull it away, the whole thing collapses. So I'm kind of building this up now, Anna. You're like, oh, what is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me. So let me put it this way. I'm going to keep this really simple. This is one of my massive, my massive things. It's like, I don't, we don't need to overcomplicate any of this. You know, this can be as simple as you want it to be. And it can equally be as challenging as you want it to be. I personally choose the easy way for everything. Maybe I'm lazy. I don't know, but I choose the easy way. So if we're going to keep this really simple and we're just going to simplify this, if we think about that sort of dialogue that we've just been having, and we said about food obsession is the, the ultimate thing that we're trying to stop. And if we go one kind of step back, it's to do with weight obsession, which comes from the fat phobia, which is all dieting, diet culture, etc. If we go one step further back than that, it's to do with the, um, well, the, the messages, isn't it? So fat, sorry, fat phobia, sociological um, messages to do with what body image should look like for women. So if you kind of think about that, that scenario, if we go one step further back than that, the thing that I truly believe is probably the, probably the, it is probably the number one reason as to why we actually end up in this cycle in the first place. And therefore, this is my number one way to stop food obsession. And it really is about pulling that root, it's pulling the roots out from the tree. Because when we start to overcome this thing that I'm going to share with you in a second, the whole thing falls down because there is no need to become food obsessed, weight obsessed, and that whole cycle kind of continues. So here it is. I feel like we need to do some kind of drum roll for this. Okay. It's about not feeling good enough. So in terms of a belief, if you think about, well, suppose the tree analogy, this whole thing for you, if you are that woman that's food obsessed, it's being supported by so many things. It's supported by the weight obsession, supported by the, the diet culture, the dieting, the fat phobic world that we're living in, the fear of weight gain, and why we feel that desire to slim down. All of that is supported by a belief that we are not good enough until we start to do X, Y, Z. Now, there is not a single woman that I have ever spoken to who can say to me, no, I feel I'm good enough. 
I'm good enough and I'm, I'm worthy enough and I'm, I'm enough. Like I am enough just as, just as I am right now, I am enough. That doesn't happen in this conversation because there isn't a single woman that has ever put herself on a diet and she goes into that world of dieting with that fundamental core belief of no matter what, I am already enough. It doesn't happen because whenever we put ourselves on diets, we do it because at some kind of soul level, we don't like ourselves. Like we don't believe that we're good enough. We don't believe that we are enough. And therefore we start to have all these insecurities about who we are as an individual. And from the insecurity, by the way, comes like so many other branches out of this. You know, it's to do with like fear of judgment, fear of not pe- of people not liking us, um, feeling that we need to people please, feeling that we need to keep our mouths shut, feeling that we can't speak our truth, feeling that we can't do what we want. Because underneath all of that, on a soul level, we don't feel enough. And if you've ever felt like that, which I'm guessing that you have because you're here listening to this, that is the number one way that you can collapse every single thing that I've just spent the last 25 minutes talking about. If you pull those roots out from underneath that tree, the whole goddamn thing comes crashing down. Because if you think about a woman who, no matter what, she stands in her power and she's very much... I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. I don't care about anything outside of me because I know that I am enough. I'm doing enough. I'm good enough. I'm deserving enough. I'm worthy enough just as I am right now. And I don't need to change myself for anybody. I get goosebumps when I say that because the power that that woman has is just game changing, game changing. So this is the number one way that you can stop food obsession. But I'm going to say a disclaimer, okay? This is also one of the most challenging parts of this work because you don't just kind of go, all right, well, from now, I'm going to start believing that I'm good enough. There is an aspect to that. Of course, there is changing your inner dialogue, but it takes time to unravel and to to really start to shift your behaviors and your beliefs and your mindset and your stories and really start to unravel all the things that you think you are and actually discover who you really are. You know, and this is, this is where I start talking about the soul-fed woman. It's like when you start to awaken your soul-fed woman, who is that woman who already knows that she's enough, this is where you get your power back. You know, if you are a dieter, going back to that dialogue, if you right now are in that place of food obsession because you're dieting, because you are weight obsessed, because that's what diet culture tells you you have to be, because you're living in a world that is fat phobic, you have been giving your power away. Now, in order to get your power back, you've got to start stepping back into your power, which comes from that place of knowing that you're enough. And honestly, it's hard. It's challenging, particularly in a world that we live in now that's continuously telling you that you're not enough, that you're not successful enough, you're not rich enough, you're not attractive enough, you're not slim enough, you're not this enough, you're not that enough. It takes a really powerful goddamn woman to go, do you know what? I don't care what you're going to say. I'm working on myself, which is which is what we're doing here. You know, soul-fed woman the hungry, and the hungry soul, this is exactly what these conversations are about. So that's the number one way. That is the number one way. It's not the easiest. It's not the quickest to address. It's not something that's just going to take 24 hours and that's it, job done. This is a journey and it's a process and it's an unraveling and it's very much a you commit to yourself. Like you commit to do the work, you commit to do the things, you commit to show up, you commit to constantly be unraveling the stories and the beliefs and the things that you have been either telling yourself or that you've been conditioned to believe for the last 
X amount of years. But underneath all of that, there is a woman who does know that she's enough on a soul level. Okay, your soul, your soul fed woman knows that you are enough. And if you can get yourself to that place, which again, another disclaimer, I'm going to say quite confidently that anybody can. I don't care how long you've been fighting food. I don't care what labels you've been given. I don't care what you've tried. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. I know that every single one of you has got the potential to start taking your power back and to start awakening your truth, which is very much about getting to that place of knowing that you are enough, okay? From that place, weight obsession, food obsession, calorie counting, needing to lose weight, believing you need to lose weight, the whole thing falls down. Now, it's quite interesting. Whenever I get, um, I suppose, interviewed for like podcasts and you know other conversations out there on the interwebs, I always get asked, like, what's your story? Like, how did you go from being food obsessed to, to not being food obsessed? And how did you go from this to that? And it was a journey, you know, I, there, was a, there was multiple kind of milestones and pivots along the way that have gotten me to where I am right now. But if I kind of look back on the whole thing, if there's one thing that I can say categorically made a massive difference, it's what I've just shared with you. I ended up realizing at some point along my own journey to like recovery, to freedom, to kind of becoming who I really am, that the work that I was doing was actually allowing me to get to that place of going, do you know what, I am enough. And that's not to say that I don't have days where I have self, you know, self-doubt and maybe not feeling 100% or maybe concerned of what other people might think. Those things are always going to be there, no matter what, for every single one of us. But there's a big difference between allowing that to become your reality and actually allowing that to derail you compared to just recognizing that it's your ego and it's just a thought and it means nothing which is the place that I am in most of the time so getting to that place of realizing that I'm enough no matter what has been a massive part of my journey and it's not really one that I've spoken about massively in sort of a lot of detail but it's it's the message that came through as I wanted to talk about this today so so that that's it that's the thing that I need to share with you so if you're listening and you're thinking that kind of makes sense and I understand and it's, it's the unraveling and yeah, working on myself and actually getting to that place of being enough sounds really big and really scary and really overwhelming. You've got every reason to feel that way because you've been bombarded for probably quite a long time with other messages, you know, to do with you not, not being enough. And that's, that's completely okay for you to feel that way. However, what I always suggest with anybody that comes into my sort of sacred space, into this sacred temple of soul-fed woman or the hungry soul, is you start with where you are. And for probably 99% of you, it's starting at that very end, the symptom stuff, the food stuff. So it's starting with physically the food obsession. And as we start to unravel, we start to take our power back slowly but surely. And we start to feel more confident and we start to break free from the diets and we start to realize that, you know, maybe our bodies are not as bad as we think. And we start to heal stories and we start to change in a dialogue. OK, it's a journey and it's a process. So starting at that kind of end symptom is where I recommend every single one of you begins, particularly if you're new to this kind of work. So in a week's time, I'm restarting the 21 day food freedom reboot. Now, for any of you that don't know about this, 
and hopefully you're going to listen to this in time. This is 21 days of live mindset strategy and accountability. And it's for women who are in that place that they're fed up of fighting about food, they're fed up of fighting with their bodies, and they know that they're hungry for more out of life. Now, I'm starting this on December the 1st deliberately because I want to give you the best support, the best mindset, the best kind of confidence and belief in yourself as you go up towards the festive season because December parties, buffets, Christmas dues, festivities, obviously there's food is everywhere. And this is often a time that women who are so food obsessed and weight conscious, it can send them into a spiral. And it can either be that they're trying to be really good and really strict and then they end up binging or they just end up going, I've sod it, I'm just going to eat myself into oblivion because come January the 1st, I'm going to start being good again. That's what I did for 14 years. So if that's what you do right now, I want to just say to you, there's a different way, okay? There's a different way that you can start doing this. And that's about starting to take your power back so that the buffets don't control you, so that the Christmas parties don't derail you, so that you don't spend like two days previously or two days leading up to some kind of Christmas event worrying about what you're going to eat or maybe sort of starving yourself in um, anticipation of inhaling the entire contents of that buffet table there's a different way for you to do this and this is to come and join me in the 21 day food freedom reboot now the best thing is about this is it's 49 pounds to join or it's 69 dollars to join that's it and you get a daily thing from me so it's a daily challenge topic something to watch, something to listen to, questions to answer, journal prompts to start exploring. And the women that have been through it already this year, this is the third time that I'm running it, the feedback's been amazing. You know, women saying that they feel more confident than ever before. It's made them more calm around food than they ever thought possible. I've had women who have said the 21 days has just had the most amount of impact on them compared to like months and months of counseling that they've done in the past particularly around binge eating and sort of that compulsive overeating so if that's where you are i, I just want to honestly invite you to come and join me it's 49 pounds 69 dollars. this is such a small investment for you to really start this journey that we've been talking about today so this is very much focused on the food stuff we do touch on the weight stuff and it gets that conversation going for you in your head Okay, obviously with the support of me and the rest of the women in the group. So I'm going to post the link um, wherever you're watching this. You can head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash food freedom reboot. Um, if you actually go to the, the homepage anyway, soulfedwoman.com, you'll see it on that homepage. There's a big picture of me in a crazy Christmas hat. If you just click on that, it will take you to that page anyway. But it's soulfedwoman.com forward slash food freedom reboot if you want to go straight to that page. So that's what I want to share with you today. And before I wrap up on this episode, I just want to say like honestly from the very bottom of my heart, if you are one of those women who I used to be not too long ago, who recognizes that the obsession that she has around food and how she feels about her body is possibly not normal because it's taking up too much time, too much energy, too much headspace, it's creating discomfort, then what are you going to do about it? Because things will not change until you start changing something about it. So something like the reboot is an amazing thing for you to start exploring, for you to get the conversation going. Um, sometimes we can't we can't often address things and solve things on our own. We do need the help and the support of others. 
So if you want to join me, as I've said, we start on December the 1st, depending on when you're listening to this. It's a week from now as I'm sat here recording. Um, but yeah, I would love to have you there. It's going to be such a fabulous group. We're going to do so much stuff. There's going to be a few surprises along the way as well. And I'm hoping to see you over there very soon. Okay. So there you go, gorgeous. Another episode brought to you by The Hungry Soul. Now, if that conversation has got you a little bit curious about your own journey right now and how perhaps you can start helping yourself to become more self-fed, but maybe you've got no idea where to start or what that might even mean for you, don't panic. We've got some fabulous gifts for you that are all completely free. All you need to do is head over to soulfedwoman.com forward slash free dash resources. And over there, there's workshops, handouts, meditations, and loads of other goodies. So go and grab as many of them as you want to. Can't wait to speak to you soon. Bye.